and uh, to turn to some of the resonances of uh, this kind of music and reflection. Our guest in studio, which we welcome, is Stefan Christophe from The Howl in this capacity today from, uh, well, as artist and uh, from Howl Arts Collective. Hey. How are you? Uh, good. Thank you so much, Khalid. So uh, there's an event happening Monday, which we'll get to, which kind of linked to a release earlier uh, this summer, your own work um, uh, as pianist, composer, duets for Abdel Razik, you on piano with a collaboration, uh, duets with Matana Roberts, Norman Naraki, Peter Burton, Radwan Ghazi Mumne, Rebecca Foon, and Sam Shalabi. Uh, why the record? Well... The record uh, came out of a process of being involved in a committee uh, called the Project Fly Home Committee, which was a group of activists that came together to support uh, Abu Sufyan Abdul Razik, who is a Montrealer. And um, he uh, was originally a refugee from Sudan. Uh, he fled the current dictatorship in Sudan, the Bashir regime, um, responsible, of course, for the um, civil war uh, relating to South Sudan, uh, but also the repression in, in Darfur. Um, so Abdul Razik fled this regime in the early 1990s, came to Montreal. He started a family. And um, after September 11th, um, pressure mounted from uh, Canada's uh, CSIS, which is the Canadian Security and Intelligence Service. Um, I don't think that they live up to that title in any way, but that's what they're called. Um, and uh, he was pressured uh, without any sort of legal process or any sort of clear charges in a court of law. Uh, and um, eventually uh, he basically refused to uh, participate or communicate with CSIS agents. Um, and uh, he was on a trip to Sudan. And prior to him departing for Sudan to visit his sick family, uh, a sick family member, um, he was told by uh, CSIS, Canada's government agency responsible for security, quote unquote, that um, if he didn't want to collaborate with them, uh, he would see, quote unquote, what would happen to him in Sudan. Uh, shortly before he returned to Canada, he was arrested by the Sudanese uh, intelligence service, detained, tortured um, in Sudan. Uh, he was never charged with any crime. He was never brought before a civilian court uh, in Canada or in Sudan uh, or internationally. And uh, he languished in prison for quite a few years, um, forgotten by the Canadian government, despite he was a, a recognized refugee from Sudan. Um, and eventually uh, he was released by the Sudanese authorities who said that, uh, well, we don't have any charge uh, against Mr. Abdul Razik, and he was released. Unfortunately, his passport had expired, and um, uh, he couldn't return to Canada, even though he's a citizen, because he didn't have a passport, and Canada refused to renew his passport. And around this issue, a campaign started, which was to fulfill the obligations of the Canadian government around Canada's Passport Act, which, you know, uh, basically he is legally entitled to a passport as a citizen. And what Abdul Razik said and what his legal team said and what we as community activists said is if there's any sort of charge against Abdul Razik, put it before court and uh, 
let's settle this in, in fact, not in shadows. Uh, the whole process was taking place in, in the shadows of the hike of anti-Arab and Muslim institutional racism that was happening at subtle levels in our society, but in more extreme cases, uh, translated into extreme violence and degradation of, of people, like in the case of Abdul Razak. So there's a big campaign. I was involved in that campaign called Project Fly Home. Um, and eventually, the, the campaign plus legal efforts forced the hand of the Canadian government through the federal court. And the federal court ruled that Abdul Razak needed to be returned on a legal basis to Canada. So he came back to Canada. I was involved in that campaign. And when he came back, I spent some time with Abdul Razak. And it had a big impact on me. Uh, and it made me sort of think about what is the state of Canadian society today? What is the state of our government? If we are living in a country where the government is involved in the torture of its own citizen, what does that mean? What is the process of the normalization of torture? What is the process of the dehumanization of the Arab and Muslim community? All these questions were coming forward. And of course, there's tons to say about it in clear political discourse and press releases and uh, news research, uh, you know, sorry, investigative reporting, etc. There's tons to say, and it's, it's all important. But I felt that there was a sort of deeper level to a spiritual crisis that we are facing today as a society, which is that, you know, we've seen waves of racism throughout Canada's history against First Nations people, against um, Chinese immigrants who came to work on the railway. It's, it's definitely coded into Canada's history. Um, but unfortunately, we don't talk about it enough. And I was reflecting on what that meant today, specifically in regards to sort of criminalization of Arabs and Muslims. And I felt that a way that I could sort of maybe explore that emotionally and also Again, spiritually, not in a religious sense, but just in terms of where are we at collectively as a society, was through music. And so, I don't know, the album just kind of came out of thinking about that and talking with Abdul Razik and, and also trying to create sort of a, 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 sorry, like very quickly, tried to create sort of a, a reference point in history. Like, like Abdul Razik's case will be remembered as a case legally. There'll be news articles on the archives, but will he be remembered uh, in, in, in a way that I think needs to be um, understood as more significant, right? Like what does his case represent about our particular era and time? So I wanted to sort of honor that idea that it's very important that we remember what he went through, through music. So it's kind of a celebration of him as a person and a reflection of, of what that means. So uh, this is a very long answer, I'm sorry, but it's in order to sort of be able to talk about duets for Abdul Razak, I guess it's kind of important, like, who is Abdul Razak? Who, who is this person, you know? It's all right, brother. Yeah. Our guest, Stefan Christophe, pianist, composer, uh, militant, member of CKUT, among other things. You've uh, told us why, the why of duets for Abdul Razak. Yeah. There's uh, six collaborations, yes. six duets on the album itself. Yeah. Uh, what led you to collaborate, for example, for this track that we're going to listen to in a moment with Sam Shalabi? How did, the, how did their implication evolve? Well, um, all the artists on the album are 
have some relationship with the idea of community arts. So, you know, arts not as sort of a product to be sold on the marketplace, but arts that develop in this, um, you know, very important tradition in Montreal and in Quebec that artists and art culture is part of a community-rooted process. It's not something that happens in a vacuum, a capitalist uh, product to be marketed only. Of course, artists need to interact in some way with the marketplace and with economics, and we need to find financing to record albums, including this one. But I think that all the artists on this particular album are very rooted in a commitment to... Um, defending the idea of arts as a community process. So, for example, Sam Shalabi, he has many projects that involve a lot of different artists. Um, one of them is called Land of Kush, which is inspired by the, the large orchestras uh, that took place in Egypt uh, in the late 1960s and the early, well, throughout the 1960s and 70s, um, and, and that very sort of the classical orchestral sound of Egypt. Maybe the music doesn't sound like it, but I think what's interesting about Sam is that it's more the concept of like collective you know discovery of music and so I really wanted to collaborate with him because also um, he has uh, um, sort of in recent years explored more and more musically and, and politically that link to the Middle East he's now living in Cairo Egypt so when we when we had the launch in June we actually flew him back here to play at Casa del Popolo so so it was it's also just interesting our, our very sort of artistically Piano and Oud is not a very common um, uh, duo, but I, we worked on it for a bit and it just started sounding pretty interesting. Is there any reason you didn't give any of the six uh, tracks or, or collaborations a title? Yeah, well, I, I thought about that a long time, but the, the point of the album was duets for Abdul Razik, and I just didn't have any other words to describe what the idea was. So the, the tracks are basically the artists who who came forward to support that idea of playing for Abdul Razik. I mean, that's the impetus of the album. We get to hear track number six, collaboration with Sam Shalabi, our guest in studio, Stefan Christophe as a composer and a pianist from his LP, released uh, what in June, duets for Abdul Razik. Thank you, yeah. Thank you. 
that's some softness of the mothership connection can definitely fly on my name is Khalid and this is Funky Revolutions we heard track 6 of 6 from duets for Abdel Razik featuring Sam Shalabi on Oud and our guest in studio on piano Stefan Christoph. very nice sir oh thanks it takes you somewhere that it does yeah I think that basically uh, that's a story in some way, that piece, uh, and um, in ways sort of uh, honoring the, jer- the journey of uh, Abdul Razik. Um, and uh, it was really interesting to try to do a, a political album, quote unquote, um, without any words. Um, and I also w- was interested in sort of exploring the boundaries of what... Um, we commonly understand as political music, you know. Uh, I, I'm I'm all for, you know, hip hop tracks or punk rock tracks with slogans and and strong lyrics. I, I love that stuff. Um, it's really just not the music I play personally. Um, and I mean, I, I love all sorts of music, including jazz. And I thought that it's interesting to sort of like look at the idea of like political music that's more spiritual or reflect reflective you know yeah allow the resonances as it were yeah so there's a connected you've explained a little bit about the 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 album before we heard this first track Mm -hmm. uh duets for abdul razik um if people want to know more about the album and all that can they check out uh howlarts.net yeah we have a page actually we set up which uh includes the information as to where people can find the album we put it at independent record stores in montreal so phenopolis cheap thrills adam hart and l'oblique the addresses for that is all on our website uh, we also put a paypal uh thing up so people can order it in other places and people have been so that's pretty interesting <laughs> i didn't expect that <laughs> um so so that's at howlarts.net slash releases um it's kind of a follow-up event from the launch and we'll have copies at that they're handmade so like hand printed and then hand cut and folded Stefan Christoph, his duets for Abdel Razik was released in June, a connected event this Monday at Casa Meza. Thank you very much, Stefan, for coming in. Thank you, Khalid.